0: Over a hundred employers, including municipalities, small businesses, and nonprofits across BC, have committed to pay their staff and contracted workers the new living wage, which was recertified as living uh, by, uh, by, was certified. Sorry, as living wage. Employers showing me how to talk a little bit about the living wage uh, is Anastasia French. She's a provincial manager at Living Wage for Families BC. Anastasia, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So I know we talked back, I think this has been a few months now, quite a few months in regards to the living wage. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about how your campaign has been going.
1: Yeah, so um, every year we partner with the CCPA to calculate what the living wage is for families across BC. Uh, And the living wage is the the bare bones budget that a family needs be able to make ends meet. This is to pay for things like food, clothing, housing, really just the essentials in a family budget. Uh, and in November, the living wage went up to $24.08 an hour. That's a 17% increase from the year before, largely driven by how much more expensive rent and food are. Um, and what we've been really delighted is that this year already, over 100 employers have already committed to lift the wages of their staff and bring them up to the new living wage. And that means that over 500 workers in DC have received a pay increase um, to be brought up the new
0: living wage. And and when you say 100 employers, can you sort of talk about some of the uh, businesses, private and public sector you're talking about?
1: Yeah, what's brilliant about the Living Wage Employer Programme is there's all sorts of different organisations. You've got municipalities like the City of Victoria, City of Port Coquitlam, um, Quinnell, places like that, to small businesses, whether that's um, Pulp Fiction Books, Massey um, Books uh, in downtown Vancouver, or construction firms, um, to nonprofits profits such as the Parent Support Society, Aunt Leah's Place. Lots of different organisations doing lots of different things, but the one thing they're committed to doing is making sure that both their staff and their contracted workers can afford to be able to pay the bills.
0: How real is this? I know you've you've mentioned a few names there, different organizations, private and public sector, nonprofits as well. How real and feasible is this, do you think, to do this broadly in the private sector?
1: Well, what we've been, what's great is, and what we found with the living wage employers is they found that the reason that they become a living wage employer, they're they're drawn to it for the kind of moral reasons. They want to make sure that their staff can be able to afford afford the essentials like food and rent. But they've also found that actually it it makes economic sense for them as well and that they've been able to kind of... um, retain staff uh, especially in the middle of a labor shortage lots of employers have told us that actually they're paying a living wage not just because they want to but because they have to and they can't find good staff unless they they pay them a living wage and doing so um and then also they get to stand out amongst their competitors um and they, they found all sorts of benefits from doing so so we know it's difficult um at the moment um businesses have a really difficult job with with the living wage increases it's not just their labor costs have increased but also lots of other costs as well um but what we're really proud about with these hundred plus employers is that they've committed to making sure that their staff are at the center of their business and what they
0: do. How do you convince government then and what I mean by that is the, the minimum wage uh, was raised uh, a couple of years ago it's now goes up by, with the cost of living uh, but business or organizations they're not necessarily against paying people more money but it has to fit within their budget especially small businesses in this province uh, our minimum wage isn't close to $24 uh, how do you change that in your mind?
1: It's, it's vital that the government um, make plans to increase the, the minimum wage. They talked They talked about potentially lifting it to, them, to the living wage, and they, they commissioned someone called the Living Wage Commission to look at that. Um, but that report is now like two or three years overdue. So we would encourage the government to look again at how they can bridge that gap between the minimum and the living wage, because we know it's much, much easier for employers to get on board and join our program when that Gap is smaller, and that also helps those workers who work for businesses where their employer doesn't necessarily uh, want to voluntarily <laughs> lift them up to the living wage. But helps make sure that those workers who aren't earning a living wage can still afford to make ends meet.
0: But the, do you, don't you think that your lobbying efforts should be focused on government, if that's what you wish, or business? But in regards to uh, moving that wage to a, a number that is much more acceptable in your mind, because twenty four dollars is a lot different than uh, you know just over fifteen dollars. Um, How do you see moving other businesses in your direction? Because $24, as I say, I'm not complaining about that, but there's a lot of businesses say, look, I'm struggling as well. I just cannot afford that. The gap between minimum wage and $24.08 is still quite significant.
1: Well the really the really good thing about the living wage campaign is it's kind of multifaceted. There's one bit which is encouraging and lifting up those employers that are committed to paying their staff a living wage, and that's what we're doing we're doing at the moment by celebrating those employers that have stepped up and paid a living wage. But we also do a lot of advocating at government and calling on government to do things to make life more affordable. There's more that government can do, both with lifting the minimum wage, but also by doing things like building more affordable housing. And the government have done an amazing job actually of making childcare much more affordable for families, and that's really, really helped make a difference in the living wage would be a lot higher if it wasn't for those initiatives they now need to do things to kind of address what they can do to make life more affordable for the other big essentials in a family's budget which is like housing and also food what can be done to kind of make food more affordable for people because workers and every time you go to the grocery store you see how much more expensive things are and it's getting really really difficult for people right now.
0: It is. And one thing I have heard, obviously, from folks is that the, on the childcare side, it has helped a lot. But obviously, we have a lot more to do when it comes to um, housing and hopefully, fingers crossed, that uh, the food inflation slowly heads in the other direction as well. Anastasia, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much for having me.